Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. You feeling wicked smart, eh? <laughs> that was good. my Canadian mix to it. <laughs> no, that was we, wicked smart. Wicked, wicked was, smart. That's good. Smart. Pa- go good. park the car. <laughs> yeah. Go park the car, Nadine. But yeah, that was good. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. I'm impressed. There you go. Oh, Mita, how are you? I, Nadim, am living <laughs> and breathing. And that's all you can say about it. That's like all I do ever, period. Living, living and breathing. breathing. Mm-hmm. So, Mita, I've kept something from you. You've kept something from me. I have kept something from you. I'm like dying sto- to know. I have some theories as what it could Can be. Can you tell me what it is? It's like one that you got a dog, but I don't think that you <laughs> it's did. So random. <laughs> there was one guess that I was like, oh, maybe it's that, but I don't remember. Or, oh, um, one guess is that you watched Black Widow. Oh, okay. But that's not it. That's not it. Okay. Or that you're going to go to a movie, you've bought tickets to go see a movie. Okay. So okay. that's closer to Ooh, what it was. You've made a movie. <laughs> God bless. Not yet. <laughs> On Saturday, yeah. I actually went to the movie. <gasps> you didn't tell I did. me? Now I no. get to get mad at you. No, because mm. I didn't tell you because I told you I wanted to see the live reaction. I thought it would be so good for the podcast. Yeah. I went to the movies. Because me and my wife took my daughter to her first oh movie ever. Did you see Paw Patrol? We saw the Paw Patrol movie. <laughs> I love that for her. Yeah. What was so it she, like? It was very cute. <laughs> yeah. It was very, she'd never been to a movie theater. She mm-hmm. had no idea what it was. So like <laughs> when we drove, so we went to the Coliseum. Yeah. And we drove there and we're like, this is where we're going. And we hadn't told her. We hadn't yeah. told her we're going to see the Paw Patrol movie, nothing like that. So we got to there and we're like, this is a theater. And she's like, what is this? She had no idea. And then we walk in and we got her the kids the snack. The kids popcorn. The kids popcorn <laughs> with the little candy. And she got a troll's cup with water because we were not going to get her soda. And at one Rude. point, I feel like the movie theater had juice, but they don't anymore. So anyway, she got water. No juice, Rahul? <laughs> and she didn't know what movie we were watching until it started and like she came in and she it was very cute mm-hmm. it was like she really liked it and she's like baba it's paw patrol it's the paw patrol movie and she watched it the paw patrol movie however yeah was essentially just a bunch of episodes of paw patrol like have you ever seen paw patrol yeah okay so it's you know how paw patrol is really based on the we have an issue. Let's go there's solve a, it. There's a mystery of the week or like a... Yeah, yeah. Or like a... There's a thing they have to do. There's a... Someone they have to save. There's something like that. Yeah. It's just Help a bunch of those. One after the other. Mm-hmm. And the story is like razor thin. There's there's not much there. <laughs> and like this is not... I'm not like here to critique the Paw Patrol movie. This is not <laughs> like what it was. They knew exactly what audience they were there to hit. And they hit like that audience. Yeah. Because it was interesting because my daughter is four. And we go there. And there's actually quite a lot of people. It was quite full. Yeah. And it was all families with like young kids. And like... My daughter had no idea 
that A, she had to whisper and B, how to whisper <laughs> during Aww. the movie. So she would just talk and we'd be like, Alia, you have to talk quietly. And we would like respond to her in whispers and she'd just talk regularly. But it was the f- best movie where it could happen because it was just kids in the whole thing. Like it was parents and their kids. And like, the, I'm not talking kids. Like my daughter was, I think, on the older end of the spectrum. Oh, really? It was a lot of really young kids. Oh. And like everyone is talking and making comments and like, it's the only movie I think where that's accessible. Like, yeah. sorry, not accessible, acceptable. Like where that happens, yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking that, like, I think she liked it. She enjoyed it. She's not talking about it at all, though. Mm, like, that's generally something she, like, really does when she likes it. She talks about it. She mentions it. She was kind of just, like, ambivalent about it, it seems. And I think that's because she's starting to develop a taste for, like, narrative and, like, a story. Like, I think she actually... so. On Friday, my wife went out to a women's party of just women. It was like a mini. Okay. So it was just... A kiddie party? Okay. Yeah, it was just, it was just like, my mom went to... And like, it was it ladies' was just, night. It was a ladies' night thing. So yeah. I had both kids, and my dad came over, and he we had dinner here, and my daughter got to watch Tangled, and she was so in love, like, watching it. She's seen Tangled before, obviously. Yeah. We've seen Tangled before. Mm-hmm. But she was so in love, like, watching it, and, like, my dad sat there and watched it with her, mm-hmm. and at one point he was like, why is her hair so important? And she's like, it has healing power, Dada Jan. Like, she was, like, trying to give him (laughs) context to what was happening. It was really cute. And she was really into it. And she was talking about Tangled all the next day. Yeah. we saw Paw Patrol, and she was still talking about Tangled. And I think that's She has good taste. (laughs) She does have good taste. And I think that's, A, because there's a story. There's, like, something else, I think, going on there. And I think we don't give kids maybe the credit but like, I think she likes Paw Patrol. She enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. She had a great time. But I think she likes kids. I think enjoy that like sense of it. It's it's adventure. Tangled Tangled is an adventure of a story, right? Yeah. Does she talk about like the Paw Patrol TV show a lot though? No, like, she, what she see- never yeah, does. Yeah, so it's just watching the same thing to her. Exactly. She yeah. likes Paw Patrol and she says, I watch Paw Patrol and she likes the characters and she knows the characters and she has the toys, but she never comes back and is like, in yesterday's episode, this is what happened. Whereas like, she'll tell anybody in Rapunzel, Rapunzel has to put down her hair and then they have to climb up it. But if she doesn't put her hair down, you can't climb up it. Like she, <laughs> <laughs> You just can't. You just can't. Oh, like she dog. likes telling people those details. And I think obviously Disney has like Disney magic. Yeah. And they know, I feel like. They put something in there that just like, it's crack, guys. <laughs> you would think so, but it's just, it's just well made. Yeah. It's the oh. music, it's the characters, it's like all of that. I love that for her. It was really cute. It was really, really adorable to see. And I was a little disappointed that it was Paw Patrol that we took her to and not like a Disney movie. Because yeah. I think that that sense of Disney magic is, that's something to experience. I mean, okay, well now you kind of, you've broadcasted it for everybody to hear, but we could have lied to her. <laughs> She wouldn't have known. In the future, you could have lied and been like, no, this was actually the first movie oh. you ever went to. <laughs> like whenever yes. Frozen 3 comes out? Yeah. No. Are they I doing do a third one? Her. I'm sure they're doing a third one. I don't Why wouldn't you do one. a third one? That's ugh, They're going to ruin it at some point. Probably, but they'll do it. That's a cash cow. No. Disney be better. Don't cash the cow. No. Frozen is the cars for girls. Yeah. But better than cars. Okay, fair. 
They're just going to keep doing them. That's what it is. At least Owen Wilson is getting a paycheck. Disney loves him now. Disney loves Owen Wilson, yeah, yeah. because cars make so much money in the merchandise. Mm. Oh, the one thing about Paw Patrol I found <laughs> yeah. super fascinating was they had like new cars and things designed. And the, the whole time I was watching, I was just like, I would bet money that a someone who designs toys sat in on these meetings to decide what these cars would look like in the movie so that they could be sold into toys. Uh, yeah, like, probably. I don't think that it was just animators making whatever and then they'll make the toys. It was like someone from toy production came and was just like, these are the things and this, this is, is how we're going to do. Make, yeah. This is what we can do. And that's what informed the animation, which I find fascinating and gross. <laughs> all rolled into one. All rolled into like one. Like all great things in life. Yeah. I love that for her though. And she liked popcorn. She liked popcorn. Did you get layered she, butter? No, we just, oh. just, yeah. She, she's already had, it was a junk day right she watched paw patrol and she had popcorn for lunch so it was it was like what it a was a beautiful day beautiful. that's what i'm gonna do on friday what are you seeing on friday i'm going to go see shang chi i'm not saying it properly okay i have to learn how to pronounce it properly but i'm gonna go see shang chi okay shang chi i'm excited it's a marvel movie you won't be into it i won't be but can i just say even going to the paw patrol movie i was just like i love going to the yeah movies. did you miss the theater I and missed like the theater so much because the last movie before this was a quiet place sometime in like april may and then like before oh, really? that it was a promising young woman yeah so i haven't seen much mm. and i'm i miss it i miss it so much and it, it just makes nice. me feel so good and the experience and and they announced today that you have to we're we're initiating vaccine passports in Ontario. Oh, so, really? Oh, did you not? Is this breaking news? This is breaking news for me. <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, uh, yeah. They announced that starting September twenty first, I think. Okay. That like restaurants, bars, clubs, cinemas, pools, like any sort of like outdoor thing, except for shopping, which is odd. To That's me. dumb. <laughs> yeah. Except for shopping, um, you you will need a, a passport that says so that you've been double vaccinated. how do you get your passport? Did they talk about that? So I think for now, people are just going to have to carry around their their two pieces that they've gotten. I don't know a where printer. mine are. And mine are my email. But I'm sure oh, that yeah, you can true. contact the government yeah. and they will give you yours. And then I think come October, they plan to have an app launched. So it's just like a QR oh, code. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. Honestly... Honestly, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it gives everyone a sense of peace. Yeah. And it shames the people who didn't get vaccines. Yeah, because as much as I've been going to the movies, I'm still a little hesitant about it at times because I'm like, I don't know what the people around me have done and if they they decided to get vaccinated or not and if they're protecting themselves. Yeah, this definitely does make me feel more safe. Mm -hmm. And it makes you, I think, feel like you can enjoy things. Safety first. Safety first. Love it. Mita. Yeah. How do you like dem apples? <laughs> I love dem apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my best segue, but I thought it worked. What a time to be alive. I know. Yeah, Nadim, we watched a movie this week. <laughs> we did watch a movie this week. We thought we watched a you movie this week. We wa- I picked this movie. You this did is pick true. this movie. Yes. What was it? We watched 
Goodwill Hunting. I almost forgot the name. I don't know why you almost forgot the name. Goodwill Hunting, which is not about thrift thrift store shopping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like someone might think that it is. I'm going to give our lovely listeners a quick IMDb description before Mita explains why she picked this movie and why she was not excited at all about (laughs) picking this movie. Okay. So IMDb describes Goodwill Hunting as... Will Hunting, a janitor at MIT, has a gift for mathematics, but needs help from a psychologist to find direction in his life. Mita. Yes. Why? So um, before I go into the why, I want to point out something that like happens a lot. Whenever my dad and I try to pick a movie to watch together, he always picks like the most like random obscure movies that you'll you can find on like Amazon Prime or whatnot. Okay. And I he'll we'll always read the descriptions to see if we like it. And anytime they have the character's name in yeah. the description, I go, nope, it's not going to be a good movie. <laughs> it's true, right? It's kind of like off. Yeah. It's like why are you telling me the character's name in yeah, it? Why nope. do I care? Their name is like Diane Smith. Like. What does that We're matter? not going to watch this movie. So I find it really funny that Will Hunting is in the description. And that's interesting because even when I make log lines, like when I write scripts, mm-hmm. I had written before, like, Veronica is this kind of person. I was like, yeah. oh, I hate this. Take and I'll make out. it so that I take that out that's the name specifically. Because <laughs> in my head, I'm like, who cares what her name is? Exactly. That's not important. Yeah. A name is just a name. Exactly. Yeah. And in this, it's just, it's it's the play on the words and the play on the title. That's it. Otherwise, yeah. like, will hunting means nothing. Exactly. But, but that, yes, I, I did pick it. I did pick goodwill hunting. And I, well, I'll start with why I wasn't too excited. Because yeah. this movie is something that I watched in the past just to, like, say that I've seen it. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was, like, excited about watching or wanted to know more about it. And it was, like, a one and done. It's not a repeat offender for me. Like, I'm not going to... Be like, oh, it's Sunday. Let's watch Goodwill Hunting, yeah. or let's just put this on in the background, even. And so, I wasn't excited about the prospect of just watching it because it's not my favorite thing. It's not mm-hmm. something that I would reach to. But I did learn, like last year, that you had never seen it, and I yeah. find that fascinating because <laughs> <laughs> it's such. It, and I, I'm going to talk so much about sort of the the impact that it had on popular culture yeah. and, and what we know of, of Matt and Ben. <laughs> and this is sort of their, like their origin story. This is where it all started. And the fact that they, they won their Academy Awards for this movie and that Ben Affleck was then the youngest person to ever win the Academy Award for best screenplay. Mm-hmm. And so I thought those were all things that would be like of interest to you. And so I was so surprised that you had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. So my question for you Why had you never seen this before? It's interesting because this came out in 1997, so I was 12. Yeah. And I remember even when I was 12 thinking, wow, this movie looks so bland. (laughs) Like, just thinking that, like, this is, I'm sure this is nice. I'm sure these two boys and Robin Williams is in this, so this can't be all bad. And Mm -hmm. people, I remember at the time, really raved about Good Will Hunting. People really liked it. And 1997 was the year Titanic came out, yeah. and Goodwill Hunting was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director. And obviously, at the time, Matt and Ben were not household names. They be- this was like you say, and like we'll talk about this was the launching point for their careers, and their yeah. Academy Award was really what turned them into household names. Yeah. And over the years, I've always I've come to it, and then I've been like, Ugh, a movie about math. 
and then I move on. And I'm just like, I don't really, I don't feel like I've missed anything by not watching it. Movie Do you know what map. I mean? I've seen A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, I never felt like I was missing something by missing yeah, it. Like, it was always true. like, I feel like I've missed this and I feel like that's okay. And I feel like the things I know about Goodwill Hunting, that Matt and Ben were in it, that mm-hmm. they wrote it and that they yeah. won an Academy Award for it. That's, yeah. a, that's the takeaways. And that's really all you kind of need to know yeah. about it. So I think I was, we've just given away how we feel about this movie. Well, I mean, I will say that I was happy that you picked this because otherwise I never would have watched it. You never would have watched it. Yeah, exactly. I never would have watched this. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you've watched it now. So mm-hmm. give it to me. What do you think about Goodwill Hunting? So I, okay, I turned it on and I, yes. I, I watched it Friday, actually, after Tangled and yeah. before my, when my wife was, wasn't home. And I'm like, okay, I have the time. My daughter was asleep. My son was with me. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'll turn this on and I'll watch it. And I wasn't excited about it, and I was definitely doing it because I had to, mm-hmm. but I did find myself watching it and being like, this is the exact amount of appealing to watch. Like, it's... it's Shares more about that. It's not <laughs> great. Yeah. But it keeps my attention. It is well acted. It is well written, mm-hmm. more or less. It is, however, and I think this took me by surprise, it is so well directed. And I think... It is the direction that actually makes the movie what it is. Because I remember at 12 being like, oh, this is probably about a kid who's good at math. And then someone comes and saves him. And he realizes that he, you know, can, that's be his, he can be anything more. And that's exactly what this movie was. Exactly what it's about. <laughs> it's yeah. exactly what it was. And you're like, oh, this guy is going to save the psychologist. And the psychologist is going to save him. And then he's going <laughs> to get the girl. And it was like all those things. It was literally, it hit every note it was supposed to. It's very cliche. It's insanely cliche, which mm-hmm. makes me wonder yeah. why this one best original screenplay. Okay, yeah, that was like one of my questions. And we'll get into that. But I kind of want you to go into more like, what about the direction do you think stands out to you? Because when I was watching it this time, I still I was like, there's still this like slight sentiment that this was like written in a college class. Like this has like college screenplay sort of hinted at it throughout. And I want to know what you think about the direction kind of changed that. I, I find that the script itself is actually very okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it has some clever dialogue. It has some great witty dialogue. It has some good scenes. It has some memorable scenes. All of that. But generally speaking, like we're not. There's nothing interesting about this. There's nothing like super interesting. There are interesting characters and all of that. But I find the direction is one of the things that really holds it together and keeps it going. The directing choices, how some of it is shot, how some of it is edited. Gus Van Sant has a very specific directing style, and he brings that to this movie of the week essentially Mm -hmm. and i think that's the thing that elevates it and i think it's his directing that a brings in the performances fine robin williams is robin williams but matt and ben are not great i also think Minnie driver is really nice in this she's so delightful she's really she was a standout for me this in this viewing too yeah i I did not expect it she when i think about Minnie driver i think of her character on will and grace and i think yeah. like she's such a terrible person and she does it so well yeah. but she's so like heartwarming and like literally the epitome of the word lovely yeah and she she's has a straight charm to her yeah. yeah and you really believe that she's like falling in love with this person yeah. and she's so like easygoing and even with this british accent because it's weird that she has one <laughs> you're still just like no i i buy this i'm buying into her yeah. Actually liking him. Matt, on the other hand. 
I don't really think he does that great a job in this movie. Yeah, let's talk about those two. Yeah, Matt and Ben. Matt and Ben. Ben and, ben and Matt. Matt. Ben and Matt. <laughs> Matt and Ben. Well, uh, the thing that I think that is kind of what attracts people to this the most is all the stuff surrounding this movie. Yeah. M- Matt and Ben, you know, writing it after they had done acting jobs and other things or like after classes in an apartment mm-hmm. together writing it. Um, Harvey Weinstein being interested in actually making it and them selling it to Miramax and sort of the journey that they went along that way. I think that's what's really what's always been appealing to people and not the actual movie itself. So it's odd that they've gotten all these accolades from it because it's it's not that great. It's very it's, average. It's just like, it's like mediocre white men. Like that's And I what feel it like it, it won because they were, and can I just say that you're not even that good looking in this. No. I never, I... <laughs> I've never been into Matt or Ben. Like, I've never... I would say cr- Ben is crushed. better looking than Matt, just yeah. generally speaking. Because Matt looks like... He looks like, you know, just some Dustin that you knew in high school. Like, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, he just looks like... Yeah. He looks he like... He just looks like a regular... Yeah. He doesn't regular look Joe. at all. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, okay, like, their attractiveness has nothing to do with whether or not they're talented. But, but when you're... I think one of the things is, is that I think they won their Academy Award because they were attractive. They were or because, Yeah. I don't think, I don't think the screenplay is that great. I think it has some great lines. It's very funny. It does keep your attention. It's never surprising. And I hate when scripts do this thing where they're like, he's such a great mathematician. And that's it. Like that's it. There's no, there's nothing me. to back it up. And like, as I was watching this, I was like, you can tell this was written with no intention to like actually look things up and to have some like math to actually back this up to look up these theories themselves and like try to understand what they're actually speaking about they kind of just speak about it as though like everybody should just like get this yeah Yeah. it's just piss poor and i really don't like it it's lazy notion that this 20 year old read a bunch of books and is like super super smart and i'm just kind of like has this it. photographic memory. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, like, is he going to be some, like, Albert Einstein? And, like, are you just trying to... You keep on telling it to me and drilling it into me for, like, what purpose? Exactly. And, like, why would anyone just, like, take it? I don't know. It's very... Because I think about something very similar, which is the Suits pilot. Have you, Did you ever watch <laughs> no. Suits? Suits has a similar premise in that the main character of it also has this photogenic memory. And at one point in his life was like on the track to to becoming like going to law school and becoming a lawyer. That was his dream. But it got messed around because what he used to do was like he would take people's LSATs for them. Mm-hmm. And he got caught doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because he came he was poor and he needed the money. And so he would get paid that way. And so he kind of like ruined his chances of going into law school himself because he got caught for that. But then he fakes his way into being a lawyer. And then we're meant to believe that like he does have this photogenic memory and he can read something in like five minutes and know it by heart mm-hmm. and like actually have learned it. But it does a much better job of explaining the fact that he has this photogenic memory. Yeah. And it shows like he like kind of explains like how it works for him as opposed to this where we just like are meant to believe it. And it we're meant to believe it, and Matt Damon's performance is feels like him just memorizing his lines, mm-hmm. <laughs> not that there's like actually any intention there, and that he yeah. knows what he's talking about. He's just like talking about economics and not actually knowing anything. Yeah, about it. yeah. And granted, Matt Damon doesn't need to know economics, but he needs to 
act like act he knows like he knows it. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't. Uh, I think one other interesting thing I found was I couldn't figure out what his deal was. Like I was I was kind of like, why are you such a dick? Like why are you making this so difficult? Why are you fighting against this so much? And like you have some weak sauce like explanation about how like he's a he's worried about people like running away or like I, I don't even remember. Like it was so inconsequential. Well he comes from a home where he's been abandoned his whole life and so he has these abandonment issues and he doesn't want to he doesn't trust anybody because he's worried that they're going to leave them. But then at the end we realize it's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> that scene really pissed me off because I was just so like, annoying. "You are really trying to like, you're reaching, reaching here, and really trying to like wind this down like really quickly." Yeah, and I don't know. I thought it was it was this movie was exactly what I thought it was going to be, and that's not, disappointing. <laughs> that's disappointing. It wasn't yeah. surprising. It wasn't exciting. It was it was fine. Don't get me wrong. I actually I enjoyed watching it. I will not pull this down from my DVD shelf and watch it again. Wait, you but own it? I own it. Because <laughs> I thought I should. Oh, my God. I and own you it. never watched it. And I've never watched it. But, like, and I don't think I will again. But yeah. if someone's like, hey, let's watch Goodwill Hunting, I'd be like, all right. Let me, right, like, like, casually it, watch this while I play Candy Crush. There is, there are some moments that are just, like, nice to know in terms of the pop culture lexicon. Like, it's, it's not your fault. And uh, how do you like them apples? Which is, like my favorite thing i don't know why i love that scene so much but it is it's really creative like do you like apples yeah there are some again there are some cute scenes and it really makes it work and i actually the one thing i really really liked was ben affleck's last scene how he like has the speech to matt damon is is like and every time i come to your door i'm really hopeful that you're not going to be there and then at the end he's not there i'm like Mm -hmm. you actually feel the emotional gravity of that sequence and it's just like that was nicely done I also think Ben Affleck is better in this than Matt Damon is. Oh, agreed. And ha- doesn't have enough of a scope, but it did make me want to watch Gone Girl again, which I did two days ago. <laughs> How was that? I love Gone Girl, Mitha. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Really? I didn't I didn't know I that you know, had these you feelings didn't. for this it. Is shocking. <laughs> I love Gone Girl, though. I really, really enjoy it. And He's not even that great in it either. It's all Rosamund Pike for me. It's Rose, but that, yeah. in all fairness, that's because Amy's just written written better than better. Nick. Yeah, that's Amy's fair. just such a more fascinating character, and she's the one who kind of brings the she brings literally brings the crazy to the role. But oh, and I was, Go, I love Go. Go is good too, and yeah. she her I forget her, her name, the actress Carrie Coon. Yeah, her <laughs> performance is really great. Yeah, but the interesting thing about Gone Girl is that Ben Affleck is it's a very average performance, but that's because Nick is very average. He's he's a punchable face. He's a very forgettable person mm-hmm. who's just supposed to be this like good looking prom king, and that is Ben Affleck. It is. It's and he, beautiful so, casting. And met, it's beautiful casting. It's genius casting, really, because it's exactly who that character is meant to be. Ben Affleck, otherwise, generally speaking, is not like your best leading man. And like yeah. I can't think of. I'm actually sitting here trying to think of another Ben Affleck movie where Ben Affleck carries it. And what is the option here? Like Armageddon? <laughs> I loved Armageddon as a kid. <laughs> Everyone like, did as a kid. Loved yeah. it. I haven't watched it as an adult in a while. And now I have the I don't want to miss a thing in your head. <laughs> but can you think of another Ben Affleck movie that you're like Ben Affleck? Do you really like Argo? I do like Argo. But I don't think Argo he carries it. I think the supporting characters really mm-hmm. carry that movie. 
but he is the director of it and he directs it i think he's actually a great director yeah i want to watch hollywood land oh yeah 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 it's about the guy that used to play superman on the screen and he was mysteriously murdered Mm -hmm. yeah which i think he directed too no i don't think so i think he did gone gone baby gone Gone, the town and then argo argo he should direct some more gone baby gone and argo as the town like argo fine won an academy award and had all that backlash that ben affleck hadn't been nominated but gone baby gone and the town are actually super interesting films i didn't love the town which we that was our practice it was our practice movie yeah our practice movie maybe we'll release it one day as like special material just like a little surprise if you're not sure what we're talking about before we like actually recorded our first episode we were like we should probably see if like we actually have some sort of rapport yeah (laughs) and so we watched the town simultaneously I can't say the word. Simultaneously. Okay, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) But we watched it and then we recorded an episode about it. But I don't think we ever edited it. Because of Blake Lively, too, which was such a weird. Yeah, we were trying to figure out if Blake Lively is talented or not. (laughs) Turns out she's okay. She's okay. Yeah. I want to watch the rhythm section. Oh, rhythm session? Section? Section? Is it section? I think it's section. Sure. It looks interesting. I always see advertisements for it when I'm watching. Coming back to Ben Affleck, the Mindy Project. Oh, yes. Yeah, because we would not have Mindy Kaling if it wasn't for Goodwill Hunting. It's I'm just going to put that thing. out there. Yeah. Do you want yeah. Do you know the story? I do know the story. Why well, do you want to regale our listeners quickly yeah, with it? I will. So um, Mindy Kaling, lovely human being that she is, mm-hmm. uh, when she was up and coming, she had graduated from college. Her and her friend, best friend at the time decided to put on a two-woman show called matt and ben in which her and her best friend played matt damon and ben affleck and their skit or it was a play i guess it was a, yeah oh like an hour-long play and a play in which they play matt and ben as they are trying to write the script of goodwill hunting and this is what really gets mindy kaling noticed by mm. uh, greg daniels who is the co-creator of the office and Mindy Kaling would cease to exist if it wasn't for Matt and Ben and wasn't for Goodwill Hunting. And I, I love that's the that's the thing about Goodwill Hunting that I love that there's all these like moments in pop culture because there's that there's also Matt Damon breaking up with Minnie Driver on Oprah like that was a big Wait, thing. Wait, he broke up with her on Oprah. You don't know this. I feel like it's coming back, but I want you to tell the story. So okay, so. Matt Damon was dating a woman named Skylar or something. Yes. She wound up marrying the lead singer of Metallica. And that's who the mini driver character is based on in Goodwill Hunting. But they broke up like right before they started filming this. And so Matt Damon and Mini Driver meet on the set. They fall in love. They start dating. There's all this hubbub about Matt and Ben and Goodwill Hunting and all the Oscar buzz. And so they're naturally invited to appear on the Oprah Winfrey show. And on the Oprah Winfrey show, Oprah asks Matt about Minnie and their relationship. And he says, oh, like, we've we've broken up. And Minnie Driver then goes on interviews and says, I didn't know we'd broken up until I watched that Oprah episode. That's yeah. a dick move, Matt Damon. Yeah. Oh. Which I'm not surprised based off, like, just what I've, like, heard of him over the years. Like, I don't think he's that great a person. No, but in all fairness, he was 20. He was in yeah. his, like, early 20s and, like had hit the jackpot in like a-list hollywood he probably was getting some pee and he just thought like (laughs) uh, 
<laughs> well, I'm not going to be tied down. Too many. He was times. on Oprah for God's sakes. Yeah, that's true. So, but still, not, like, not don't that break I'm not up justifying it. it. I'm just saying yeah. that, like, it makes sense that he did that. Yeah, it makes sense that he would do it. It's just like that's just so funny to me, and that's what's like the appeal of Goodwill Hunting is all these like little things behind yeah. the scenes, or even the the story about like how they chose Miramax to be the yeah yeah. Do you know that one? You can I tell do. a story I can too. Tell that story. <laughs> so they wrote. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, and they were uh, trying to get it sold to a studio. And so they were they were sending it out to studios and production houses. They wrote in a sex scene between the characters played by Matt and Ben, so like a gay sex scene, at like the sixty page mark, which is about like halfway through the script, to see if people were actually reading the whole thing, because a lot of people will read like the first five ten pages, decide if they like it, and move on. Mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein was the only person who asked them, hey, why is there a gay sex scene on page 60? <laughs> Indicating that Harvey Weinstein had read the entire screenplay. And yeah. that's why Matt and Ben decided to go with Miramax. There you go. It's an interesting, it is. And like you're saying, like everything surrounding Goodwill Hunting is more interesting than Goodwill Hunting. Exactly. Which, like, it just makes it a phenomenon <laughs> to me in that yeah. respect that it's a. Completely mediocre film, but we have all these, like, memorable moments in our history because of it. It's interesting that you do say mediocre because it's better than average, though. Do you feel that way? What I would you it's... say is an average movie in comparison to Goodwill Hunting? That's a good question. Yeah. Like, I would say this is average. I think the reason, and I'm, I'm going to come up with an example of a purely average film. I think this is slightly better because it does have Robin Williams in a very good performance. Mm-hmm. I think the direction is actually very good. I think there's a lot that works. I think I think this is the example of a extremely well-made basic movie. I think this has the elements to be extremely average and ex- basic and unsurprising and unexpe- like unexciting, but it's just done extremely well. And that's what kind of elevates it to be slightly better than. So I think why people enjoy this so much is because it's so approachable. This is, you know, this is your average person's smart movie. This you could is, have a beer with this movie. <laughs> you could have a beer with this movie and still feel like you watch something intelligent. Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? mean? That's it's not, fair. It's really not like a thinker. No, it's not. It's not going to exert you. You don't have to think that much. And I think maybe people wouldn't approach it because like you thought, oh, it's about math. <laughs> but it's really not about math and there's no math that like actually makes any sense to it no <laughs> whatsoever it's about math the same way that i don't even know i, well, I, I had one it's not I was like, like tenant the the... where you're trying to solve all these like time travel yeah. problems right um it's it's spoon fed to you which is nice to see but i want you to think about what other movies came out in that year and what was nominated for best picture so titanic and L.A. Confidential, I remember. Yeah, so Titanic, Goodwill Hunting, The Full Monty, L.A. Confidential, and As Good As It Gets. Oh. Mm. Goodwill Hunting is average. So is As Good As It Gets. I haven't watched it in such a long time. I don't feel like I can it say It used that. to be on the Women's Network a lot, so I've seen it a fair bit. <laughs> As one does when they As one does. W. It doesn't have the grandeur of Titanic. No. Titanic is an extremely average film. Like that that's like a basic love story. 
and it's saved by the special effects. That whole yeah, second half is spectacular. It's a technical masterpiece from yeah. 1997. And Kate and Leo's chemistry. Oh, Kate and Leo. Like, that is what that is. Yeah. LA Confidential is the best film of those. Yes. Of those Agree. options. Wholeheartedly, and is a movie that we reviewed. So yes, go back to season one and listen to that, please. The full Monty is so charming. I haven't seen the full Monty. You're really into it. <laughs> I really like the full Monty. Am I going to watch like, it later? Have you seen like Billy Elliot? No, I've actually never what? seen Billy Elliot. I've seen um, a stage play version of it, but I've never seen the film. Sorry, Mitha. I'm pulling up my list and adding this and then we'll see. He's a boy and he just wants to dance. It has a very like likable quality, both the full Monty and Billy Elliot. Goodwill Hunting is nice. Oh, you know what is an average movie? Chocolat. Yeah, I'll give you that. There's nothing about chocolat except how the chocolate is captured. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you do you like remember it and how like the shots of chocolate? Yeah, the chocolate like is really intriguing. It's so good. <laughs> so so. Like, and wins Academy Awards. There you go. Yeah, but that's Harvey Weinstein. Selling a movie. So is this in that category of films because just Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. And that's the other thing that I find really appealing about this is like he knew how to sell a movie and how to get it to win awards. He knew how to wine and dine the right people to schmooze to put these kind of stories out there so that people do find this really like charming and intriguing and they're rooting for people like Matt and Ben because... I want to now go through what else was nominated for Best Screenplay. Yes. And so they, the title for it said Best Screenplay Directly for the Screen. Was yeah. that what it's always been called? No, it's Best Original Screenplay okay. now and then Best Adapted. And then gotcha. I think previously it was Best Screenplay based on material something something. Yes. Okay. So Woody Allen was nominated for Deconstructing, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Andrus for As Good As It Gets. Mm-hmm. Simon Beaufoy for The Full Monty. Mm. You have Matt and Ben for Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. And then what I actually believe should be the winner is Paul Thomas Anderson for Boogie Nights. Ooh. Ooh. The Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Which is most definitely the better film. Yes. Uh, Boogie Nights is a masterpiece. And like, uh, I'm. How do you compare them even? How do you, yeah. It's a whole, it's a, okay, there's no comparison between Goodwill Hunting no. and Boogie Nights. Like, you can't do that. That's weird. I am surprised that Boogie Nights was, like, best screenplay directly for the screen because I always thought there was some sort of, like, original, no? no. Because it's loosely based on a real porn star. And so I thought he must have got, had something, but maybe no, I No, I think it's just, like, I think it's loosely based on a porn star because that's probably many porn stars' lives. No, but it's, it's um, John Holmes who was oh, like yeah. involved in a murder. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. But anyways, Boogie Nights is just, is, it hits all the right spots. Oh, yeah. Boogie yeah. Nights is so good. And Boogie like, Nights I'm is actually an actual so, intelligent film. I'm so sad that Paul PTA doesn't have one for this. Yeah. Does yeah. he have an Oscar? I think he has possibly an adapted screenplay for There Will Be Blood. Okay. Nothing for Magnolia? <laughs> I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was nominated. He's been nominated a lot, but because he's very talented. Oh, nominated for eight, hasn't won one. Wow, yeah. that's disappointing. That is, it's... especially because Boogie Nights, he deserved it. Yes, and that is one of his 
first like really mainstream yeah yeah it's his first academy award nomination oh wow see there's two there's well three people there that it's their first nomination and one of them deserves it and the other two don't in my opinion yeah and the other two got it because they had mr weinstein on their but i also think that one thing i think about the academy awards that people take for granted or they don't really keep in mind is that the academy is like six thousand members of average people so the average person isn't boogie nights is a lot of movie it's a three-hour movie about the porn industry, but it's, like, layered, and it's it can be slow at times. There's a lot going on. It isn't an intellectual film. So when you, you compare that to something as easily accessible as Goodwill Hunting, I can understand why people voted for Goodwill Hunting. Fair. it's the easier film to watch. Yeah. And people assume that the Academy Award should always be picking the best. It's not. It's because... It's not like a panel of judges or jury, like the Cannes Film Festival, for instance, that like sit down and deliberate about their choices. It's just people who are like, oh, I liked this. Oh, those boys are cute. Oh, this was, you know, fun. Like, there's so many reasons I can see people picking this because it's not a bad movie. It's a good enough film that's well written. Well, if I could rewrite history... I would give it to PTA from Boogie Nights. And then I... But I wonder... What would have happened to Matt and Ben? Would Matt and Ben be? I don't think so. Matt, no, either do I. No, I don't think. And Matt then when and you look at their careers after, like they haven't done any. Like Matt Damon has not won an Oscar since. No. Ben Affleck has, yep. and you can say what you want about that, but like Matt hasn't, and like Matt went to do some franchises, but like I wouldn't say there's anything like really fantastic or stand out of his career that I'm like, that's a really good role for him. No, he's been very under the radar. Matt Damon yeah. has gotten better looking with age. His acting has always been like, all right. One of his best roles, arguably, is on 30 Rock. And that's because <laughs> the writing by Tina <laughs> Fey is so much, it's, it's so good. It's true. Carol is a fun character. Yeah. <laughs> I but forgot about that. Yeah. Huh? No, I'm just saying oh, that like Matt Damon it. has a very forgettable career. Yeah, like even when I think about Ocean's Eleven, I don't think about Matt Damon. Yeah, I, I think about Brad Pitt eating food in every single scene. <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt eating food and with his giant collar. <laughs> yeah, and George Clooney just being charming as yeah, ever, as ever. But nobody really cares for Linus because <laughs> his name is Linus. <laughs> Linus Caldwell. Do you have sequel prequel ideas? Um, yes. So, spoiler alert. Okay, oh, also, when I was watching this, I realized I never had finished it before. <laughs> what? <laughs> How? I only watched it, like, one time. And I got to the point where, like, it's not your fault. And oh. that was it. I thought that that was the movie. Maybe I was watching it on TV when it was on TV. Yeah. I think that's probably what happened. So, I didn't know about the, like, note... Um, and that he went to go meet the girl <laughs> and mm-hmm. all of that, which I was like, okay, like that is, um, again, it just felt like college screenplay. <laughs> yeah. Of like, here's your writing assignment. But that said, that the way it ends is heartwarming. It's true. Right? So I would like to see where they wind up, what mm-hmm. happens if when he goes to Los Angeles, because I'm mm-hmm. sure he can find something. Oh, not Los Angeles. Stanford is in... San Francisco? It's like near there. It's it's Northern California. Yeah. yeah. Palo Alto. There you go. There we go, I think. But yeah, I would like to see him in Northern California and how he makes out there and see if he 
become the best will hunting, not just uh, good. Not just good, best will um, hunting. And the movie would be called Best Will Hunting. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see what happened to the Ben Affleck character. Me too, yeah. I hope he turned his life around because I, I liked him. Nice I girl. actually liked him the most. He pops out a few bit. Well, actually, watching it, I'm worried that he becomes his character from Geely. <laughs> Which I've never seen in completion either, so. I turned, the, I, it's one of few movies that I've turned off. Yeah. Oh, Geely. Very small select few, but I mm. turned Geely off. But I, I don't mind Jersey Girl. No, I can see the appeal it's like of fluff. it. It's like fluff, yeah. <laughs> it's fluff on TV, I'll watch the it. The little girl like, well, is cute. Yeah, it's forgettable. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for a sequel prequel. So do you want to give me your, what is going to be your average rating? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so as I mentioned, again, watching this for like probably only the second time, it felt very like writing assignment to me Mm. and that, okay, like we got to get this done. What's like the best way to finish up this movie? Oh, yeah, let's do this and this and like, let's add a scene with this. And oh, we have to talk about math. Okay, just write down math stuff. And like, we'll look it up later. (laughs) There's no, there's a little bit of like lack of intention when it comes to the screenplay itself. Um, And it feels like two friends from Boston just sat down after work one day and wrote this out. And I kind of like it for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that I'm really mad about it. It's just, um, it is what it is. But I don't think it should have all the accolades, accolades that it does. Like, I just don't find the that really necessary, necessary, especially when in conjunction with being nominated with something like Boogie Nights, which I think is really masterful. Mm-hmm. I do see your points in terms of, like, direction. Like, Gus Van Sant does do something very different with this because this could be really bad. This could have gone in a whole different direction. Mm-hmm. I think he knew what he was doing. And I think a lot of this, though, is anchored by Robin Williams' performance. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, for me, as a kid in the 90s, I knew him as Genie. I knew him as Flubber yeah. and, like, Jumanji, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. All these, like, fun, frivolous mm-hmm. roles. So to see him do a performance like this is really eye-opening. And I actually do think his, his best supporting actor win is is deserved and i think he does a really great job in this and then i was also reading i just wanted to add this that the bench that they sit in yeah. in that one scene after robin williams had passed away um people had placed a lot of flowers and created a memorial there for him and so i thought that, that was really nice so there are elements to this where it's elevated in a bit but it, it does really fall into that mediocre category for me it's not spectacular but it's not terrible it actually could be a Sunday movie. It's just not something that I'm ever going to mm-hmm. pick out and be like, yeah, I will watch that. So for that, I'm going to give it two and a half. Okay. Yeah. I Here's feel it. very similar to you. I actually think that Gus Van Sant saves this from being forgettable. Mm-hmm. I think it's his direction that actually keeps it memorable. And it's his direction that also keeps it from being too frat boy. Like he really, mm-hmm. I think, levels the movie more than I think people can... Uh, other directors i think in the hands of just joe schmo this would have been a forgettable film like flat out with mm-hmm. the exact same screenplay and i think gus van sant and robin williams really elevate it yeah i do think stellan sarsgaard is miscast in this yeah like i don't get Terribly. that casting and i think there's it, it's something that like a ralph Fiennes or someone else with a little bit more grace could have done well i think stellan sarsgaard is the girl with the dragon tattoo. I think that's like his more defining quality as in like a, as an actor. 
I, I don't think he's a great actor. And in this, I just didn't, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. The acting is universally nice, except for Robin Williams, who's great. Mini Driver, who again is so charming and so unexpected. And she is the definition of that character you want to see more on screen because she she teases out a lightness in 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 Will, but also in the film. And that's really rare to do. Um, she's also the only female. So yeah. there's that. This is also, and we didn't talk about this, so white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so white it's as so a film. White. And you couldn't make the same film today. Because and those are not representations of the people at Harvard. Flat out. <laughs> in at M, Sorry, at MIT. Oh, yeah, at MIT. At yeah, MIT sorry. in math, where are the ethnic Indian people? There's like I have not a cousin that went to MIT. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough of them there because the white people were definitely in the minority. And so it's a little yeah. off that way. But again, it's not it's not awful. I'm not going to watch it again, but I also don't dislike it. I uh, I understand why it got the accolades. Do I agree with it? No, but mm-hmm. I know why people like it. It is approachable. It is all those things. But yeah, it's fine. It's not my favorite thing. I didn't hate it. I am actually very glad you picked it because okay, I would never have watched this again. I will like I I won't watch it again, but I wouldn't have watched it if you hadn't picked it. So it was I'm really actually grateful that you picked it. There you go. From me and this is going to be surprising. I'm actually going to give it a higher rating than you. I'm giving it three stars. Wow. And that's largely because of Gus Van Sant. There you go. That's fair. I, I understand that. Oh, Gus. Where has he been? I don't know. What is he up to? You know, I'm still kind of mad at him about Psycho. <laughs> yeah. But he's yeah. done. He's made up for it. But there, still. There's a brief period <laughs> where I mixed up. Gus Van Sant and Lars Van Tier. Those are very different <laughs> individuals people. and filmmakers and styles. But and you know what? I've mixed up Wes Anderson and Paul Thomas. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of people do that. But one, it's I the think. names, you know. Yeah, it's the names. Yeah. But yes, that was Goodwill Hunting. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yes. I think it's time to play a game. Yeah, you guys. It's time for different characters. Same world. That was really Ba-da-ba. off. It wasn't good. Okay, Mita, we're watching my film this week for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. So we are watching. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you three character names. So all actors in this film. Okay. I'm going to give you foreign film. Nope. Okay. Just English speaking film. Wow. I'm giving you Lester Siegel. Okay. I'm giving you Holly Golightly. Okay. And I'm giving you Patrick Tyson. Okay. Okay. And your timer starts now. So I know it's an Audrey Hepburn movie because yeah. Holly, Holly Golightly is Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany. Mm-hmm. What Audrey Hepburn movies haven't I seen that maybe you think I haven't seen? There's one I know you haven't seen. You know I haven't seen it. That's why it's on here. <laughs> <laughs> um if you have seen it and we'll find out in 30 seconds i'm gonna change it what ha- i i've seen charade why do i keep wanting to say charade i've seen my fair lady i've seen funny face i've seen roman holiday i've seen sabrina i've seen 20 seconds uh oh is it how to steal a million i've never seen how to steal a million no no I'm not going to get it, I don't think. I don't think so. I'm not. Yeah. You're not. I know gonna... we've talked about it, too, and that's what's bugging yeah. me. It's okay, like, I know we've time. talked about it, but I can't think about what it is. Okay. As you guessed, Audrey Hepburn is Holly Golightly. 
Patrick Tyson is Richard Crenna in Sabrina, but the Sabrina remake. And then Lester Siegel is Alan Arkin in Argo. So I think I know what it is now, though. What do you think it is? Is it Wait Until Dark? It's Wait Until Dark. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I got it late. You got it. I'm like excited. Just... I love Audrey. I know you love Audrey. And yeah. I think this is like very much your style of movie, too. And you were just like, it's not my fair lady. It's not true. And I'm like, you're really thematically off here. I am. <laughs> I was trying to remember all her movies. Yeah, so we're watching the 1967 film Wait Until Dark. I wasn't going to do two old movies back to back because I did A Clockwork Orange last. Yes. But I think tonally you'll enjoy this. Okay. Where can I find it, Nadim? In my DVD collection. <laughs> oh, great. I'm quickly going to look it up to see if I can find it elsewhere. Otherwise, I'm going to come over and borrow that DVD. Uh, oh, I can rent it. We're good. You can rent it. I'm sure you can rent yeah, it. Yeah, I can. But yeah, and it's a short film or short-ish. I can rent it from Cineplex because Hour I 45. support Cineplex. Yes, you should. Yeah. Canadian company. Mm-hmm. But yes, next week is Wait Until Dark. I'm excited. I think this I'm will be a fun conversation too. and a fun yeah. movie. And, yeah. Ooh la la. But, ooh la la. But that's yeah. next week. Meet that you have any parting words for us before we depart. Yeah, I do. I just want to ask you something though, Nadim. Do you like apples? Yeah. How do you like them apples? <laughs> it's so good. Did you know that that guy, the guy that plays like that, how do you like them apples guy? Yeah. He is brothers with Dean Winters. No, I didn't. He's you know who Dean Winters face. is. Yeah. 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 D- he's got a douchey face. He does. Yeah. They're the Winter brothers. And they've both been on Law and Order SVU a few times. So <laughs> You must be so excited. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for listening to this extremely average episode, friends. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was average, but not us. We're no, always we're, like, exceptional. Super but don't you find that when the movie is average, our conversation is also very like... Well, mm. what do you expect? Yeah. It's either <laughs> really... Yes. When the movie's really bad, actually, our conversation is really good. The moral of today's story is that without Goodwill Hunting, Mindy Kaling would cease to exist. And I think that's what we should be happy with it for then. Yep. If you really think about it, Mindy Kaling has done amazing for herself. Oh my gosh, she's writing the new Legally Blonde. Yeah. (laughs) She's done more than that. (laughs) Especially for South Asian people, she's done done a lot. Yeah. Watch Never Have I Ever. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for... Wait Until Dark. That's creepy. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye! Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.